Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, people have seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, granted, it is a bunch of industry people and press uh, at CinemaCon, but people have seen the film regardless, uh, and that is a wonderful thing. We're going to be talking about that and why that's very important, um, and just kind of what a big milestone that is. Uh, that's up on the, the show, plus we have some news, uh, we got some other chat, but it's mainly, we're talking about CinemaCon. We'll keep our jealousy in check, uh, I promise. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Yeah, I don't have any pre- Let's You know what? Let's spoil people and have a really short... <laughs> for once <laughs> that guy that guy that turned on the podcast and went to make coffee is coming back to I a know, rude like, shot oh, shit, they already got going um yeah hey everybody how's it going welcome to the podcast ah. uh yes i'm very excited to talk to chris about all the stuff that happened last week it's it's a very small rundown this week um but the news yeah. is pretty big because it, yeah. it, it has a lot of things that we can uncover and unpack uh that, that go along with it here so um so man let's just let's get into it let's get into the news and the news let's will be the entirety of the discussion here we go hey guys peter i have some news from the world of gozer i got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head multiplanar curly and emanation yeah well here's your next month's cover of gq check out the aura on this sucker So, Mr. Stewart, so, the, hello. the lead story here, the headline, the big <laughs> above the fold. Uh, so, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife comes out uh, November 11th. Uh, this much we know, uh, and it does not seem like that date is going to be changing. No, two um, months and a little over a week. At this we're getting point. so close. We're so yeah. close to it. Uh, CinemaCon, which is, it used to be called Show West. It is the big um, theater exhibitor yes. technological. It's it's like the NAB or the CES of uh, movies. Uh, listeners, happens, yeah, listeners will be familiar with it because we all got treated a couple of years back now to <laughs> the Ghostbusters Show the West. Show West reel, yeah. Right? So. And so it is... It, it it flip flops like uh, sometimes it's in February sometimes it's November sometimes they do both um, mm-hmm. this particular one because of COVID is the first one they've done in two years mm-hmm. big deal that they're doing stuff in person at, at Vegas uh, anyway so setting the stage here to let everybody know that uh, we are here um, in August not even September um, as we record this probably as you listen to this as well and uh, they showed the entire movie mm-hmm. to the auditorium in the Sony Pictures. Uh, uh, p- a panel presentation. Um, yeah. So, so basically, the way that it works is it's it's very much like Comic Con or any convention that you've gone to. All of the studios end up getting their two hour, three hour block where they show yeah. uh, everything that they want the theater exhibitors to see, uh, the advertisers to see. 
and it ends up being a lot like Comic-Con where you do have press and I'm, I'm yeah. saying press, I'm making air quotes, but you can't see it um, because there is the, the industry trades are there. Variety, Hollywood yeah. Reporter, Deadline, uh, all of the names that you would expect. Then you have a lot of your movie blogs and, you know, I saw like the, the laughing place, uh, folks are there, like kind of the bigger, heavier hitters yep. of the, the, um, online journalism, uh, uh Gizmodo, io9, yeah. they were all there. Uh, Joe it's, Blow. Um, yeah. To, to kind of push your, your comic, uh, comic con uh, analogy forward a bit more. It's like hall H or whatever. It's an all day or a large chunk of time thing in one space. Yeah. Same group of people, and then yeah, the studios have their little their their their, their time to come in and do their presentations. So. And everybody is there for different reasons. So the theater yes. exhibitors are there because they're trying to figure out what they want to book into their theaters, how many screens yeah. they want to put it on, how much um, of a spotlight they want to shine on certain things that are going to draw people into their theaters. You know, for example, hey, uh, this Tim Burton Batman movie is coming out. We think it's going to be huge. Here's a little bit of, of footage from it. The exhibitors see it and they go, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to put uh, Batman on my popcorn buckets. I'm going to put Batman uh, lobby cards out. I'm going to put the big standee right. out. I'm going to really do this up. Um, and and I'm saying that on a very micro level, but these are like AMC theaters. So AMC is going to be a, a, do a huge tie-in with, uh, you know, uh, no time to die because they see the new James Bond footage and anything. So it's, it's all very industry centric. Um, and then the press is usually there because there, this is where a lot of the announcements are made. We saw matrix got, uh, matrix resurrections. Uh, they announced mm -hmm. the title of the film, uh, showed people a trailer. Yeah. Um, it's also more and more treated like another avenue of uh the hype train i guess so something that's further out so for example a good example is uh spider-man no way home we've seen very little about yeah and sony showed the trailer Th that that story is a little bit more complicated by a whole leak uh, thing or well, whatever yeah, but then released the trailer but i don't know if they were going to release that it's a whole thing but, but what, yeah that's, but the, that's a different but, podcast but 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 the uh, other uh, studios were doing the same thing with their uh, trailers too right like you knew we were working on this for the last however long time and it's still a ways off and here's i think there was probably some first looks in there that yeah. i seem to recall or some you know it's another opportunity to feed out information and hype about your movie uh to the other half of the audience which is um yeah press like uh, yeah and and it should be stated now too that this this is not unlike when they do press screenings uh of films leading up to the release uh for journalists and reviewers and mm -hmm. and um you know uh, it's it's not uncommon for especially movies that you're feeling pretty bullish about that about a month or two uh, you let the press come in, you show them the film, uh, you maybe give them a little bit of time with the filmmakers to do a Q&A or you let them do an interview later um, because you want the press to have access to your film. You want them to be to have the time to write a great review for you because you feel very confident that your movie is going to get a great review. Um, but you put an embargo on it and you tell those journalists you cannot put anything out to the public before a certain date. Um, and... Uh, CinemaCon is, even though it is this big um, hype train, the way that you phrased it, perfect. You know, it's it's not really a marketing event, even though it is a marketing event, because they do know that this stuff is going to get out to the public. This is, you know, Warner Brothers knows that if they announce the new Matrix movie is going to be called Matrix Resurrections, everybody's going to know about it past that mm -hmm. point. However, 
uh, unlike Hall H, where there are, God, I don't even know how many people Hall H holds now, like 5,000, 7,500, something, something like ridiculously yeah. crazy. Um, where they do have people with the night vision goggles going through, making sure that you're not taking video with your phones, uh, taking photos of the screens, all of that kind of stuff. It, stuff inevitably always leaks out there. We, it, it's just, it always happens. And, um, and I get it. We're all clamoring to see this footage and then somebody, you know, thinks they can throw it up on their website or whatever. It, 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 it's always kind of an issue when it's done at something like a Comic-Con or a, a New York Comic-Con or, or one of those places because the stuff will leak. No matter how many yep. times somebody gets up there and says, look, guys, please don't leak this. Please don't shoot the screen. We don't want this to be the first look for people. And it's on your little like four by three iPhone six, you know, like th that's not the way we intend people to see this. Um, but people, when you go to show West, uh, for the most part, are respectful of that because it's an industry show. It's like when you go to CES and you're looking at some cool prototype technology uh, that's behind uh, like a closed partition um, and they ask you not to take photos, you don't take photos. Like that's just kind of the way that it works because you know that either A, it will be traced back to you and you won't get access to anything ever again for the rest of your life. Uh, B, they will hold you responsible for any damages that come from if you mm -hmm. take a picture of a prototype and then somebody reverse engineers it and beats them to to uh, sale on it, uh, that's that's on you. Um, and so it, 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 it works very much in the same way. Like if you watched the live coverage, which I did like a hawk when uh, Sony was doing their... <laughs> their presentation. Cause it was very suspect to me. They had a three hour block, like, come on. Um, you know, they're going to show something. I figured it was going to be, you know, uh, the entirety of a movie. I didn't know that it was going to be ghostbusters, but there it was. Um, and, and everybody, when they were saying like, Hey, they're telling us to turn our phones off, phones going off. And you don't, you, it was dark. There was nothing on social media for that entire two hours that they mm -hmm. were watching the film because everybody was, mindful and respectful of that and didn't want to be the person that leaks it. Um, so anyway, very long winded way for me to get into people saw the movie. Uh, they loved it. It was yep. only a couple hundred people because, uh, because of COVID, um, usually that auditorium at, at Caesar's palace is completely packed. There was lots of room, lots of space. They limited the amount of people that could be in there just for safety's uh, sake. Um, and among those people were, like we said, uh, high caliber, uh, writers, um, a lot of people that, you know, a lot of people that you respect. Um, and, uh, a lot of them came out of that theater just blown away saying how much they loved it, how respectful it is of the original films, how it's the sequel that we've all been waiting for, how it sets the table very well. Um, and everybody that came out of there was very careful not to spoil anything too, which I really loved. I really adored how uh, very careful everybody, everybody's like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruin it for you, which is the best way. It's the best way to describe that you liked something when you're like, I don't want to ruin this experience for all of you because I just had this experience and uh, you need to, to do that. Uh, the, the movie Catfish, like as much as I have many qualms and, and, and uh, opinions on that movie and the filmmakers and everything, it was brilliant in the sense that it was like, if you see this movie, don't tell anybody about this movie, tell them to go see it and don't, don't spoil what happens in this movie because that's yeah. half of the experience. Uh, Zombieland. Nobody told me what happened in Zombieland, which was wonderful because they knew that I would flip my lid and I did. Um, that rhymed. Yeah. I'm a poet. I'm 
<laughs> well done you. I'm Thank trying you. to think of any even minor leak attributed to CinemaCon in the past. There haven't really been many. They're they're very vigilant. They used to collect phones. They used to do the phone yeah. lockup. Um and I'm guessing because of COVID, they can't quite do that at the moment. Because when you would go into premieres, like when I would go to the Marvel premieres, humble brag, uh, but when you would go, oh, sorry, didn't mean that. But when I would go to the Marvel premieres, they would take your phone, they would put it in a Ziploc baggie, the security guy would give you like a claim ticket, like you were at a, a coat check, and you could not get your phone back until you left that theater. Um, they would do the same thing at CinemaCon. Uh, and, and a lot of these trade shows now, if you were going into... Um, uh, you know, uh, one of the developers conferences uh, for Apple, like they would take phones right. and stuff like that. Um, so uh, there are things that came from CinemaCon that I do not necessarily consider spoilers because they came from Jason Reitman's mouth for one. And mm-hmm. uh, again, <clears throat> going back to the Matrix uh, Resurrections title, anything that's really revealed there outside of the actual screening of the film itself um, is is pretty okay for public consumption. So we know that the movie's fantastic. Great. Doesn't spoil anything. Um, we do know that you need to stay in your seats for all of the credits, which you should do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something at the end. Cool. Um, and we know that Logan Kim steals the show, which come on, we knew that that was going to happen anyway. Everybody yeah. that's been following this movie knew that Logan Kim was going to emerge as like the big breakout star. Uh, Jason also made a point of, uh, kind of reiterating what has already been said in a few places uh, officially that uh, from the start of the movie to the very end, it's an Easter egg fest, which like, keep your, uh, which got a mixed reaction on, especially on Twitter, which was kind of like, I saw a couple of people say like, I was interested in this film until I found out it was going to be an Easter egg. And it's like, no, it's not what he meant. It's not just like a reference. Uh, hey, I recognize that. I got that reference a Palooza. I think what he meant was, no, he 100% meant what we've heard before, which is they have, you know, it. we saw it in the first teaser, right? Like the stack of the books in the living yeah. room and stuff like that. Just there's going to the be The orange little, piece of equipment from the Columbia um, University shop, you know. The, little jokes and references yeah. and stuff like that, that if you're not a fan, you will not notice and you do not need it. Yeah. And for everybody else will be great, except for that one guy that apparently really doesn't like <laughs> that he's a fan and will recognize <laughs> Easter eggs, I guess. I, I don't understand. I don't but. know. Yeah. So, um, so, so the other thing that I can take from this is being, and I made a, a very belligerent point to point out that it's August and the movie doesn't come out until November and they just showed it to all of these people. Um, because, have you ever noticed when a movie is bad, they don't show it to the press until um, ever? The very last second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they don't even do advanced screenings for really bad movies because no. they know they've got a turkey on their hands and you they're just You get to go really see it on scared. opening night with everybody else. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so the fact that uh, in August, in this big auditorium filled with people who should be cynical, uh, people who are coming off of one of the roughest two fiscal years that movie theaters have probably ever had Mm -hmm. probably since going back to the depression, I would guess. I mean, it's just, it's probably terrible how movie theaters have been performing lately. I'll stop you right there. My recollection is I think the depression actually movie theaters did pretty well in it because it was a cheap place for people to escape to. Absolutely. (laughs) My, I stand corrected. You're right. So yeah, 
I'd it's, say the recession, uh, but that was when we're no, talking this, about a movie that came out yeah, during one of those. So this is this is the worst it's been, the worst two years that movies have ever seen. I think. I mean, so you're and you're, they. It's yeah. a cynical crowd. It's a crowd. Yeah. Well, it's it's a cynical crowd, but it's also a crowd that wants to be hyped up that movie theaters can come back from this, that can, yeah. uh, and, and they really made a point uh, in the Sony presentation to say, look, we stand by movie theaters. We know that the day and date releases uh, that are happening on, on digital platforms are hurting uh, you, your theaters and are hurting your box office numbers and are, are causing you to shut your doors and lay off your employees. And we know mm-hmm. that it's, it's rough. Um, and so a big part of this was like, look at all the stuff that we have lined up for you um, to bring people back into the theaters when it's safe, if it's safe, you know, that like, there's always that asterisk at the end um, where it's like, we want people to come to the movie theaters, but we also want people to be safe. We want this pandemic to end. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, where was I going with this? Um, I think I think it was kind of about like the timing and oh, the yeah, trust yeah. that Sony has in it. I think they're bullish. The yeah. studio is so bullish on this. Super movie. bullish, super bullish, and also this is measured against Jason, who doesn't want some stuff spoiled and revealed. So the fact that they're taking it to this means they were the they the the balance worked out in the the math worked out in their head. Right? They were like, this is a good opportunity to like. You know, they trust people are going to love it and get that hype train going too. And then on the flip side, you know, the, they weren't that worried about it being spoiled. And this is the thing that I'm like, I, I read some tweets that were phrasing it like, like somehow two months was a huge amount of time. And it's like, it's, it's a, really it's, not it in, in the space of things. Not really. But at the same time, it's like, it could have been worse, right? Like CinemaCon could have been so much earlier in the year if it wasn't for the pandemic. And would they have shown the movie then? Probably not. But if they had, then yeah, it would have been like, you know, a good several months to the two months is going yeah. to fly by. And what it's going to help is it's going to help the hype train, at uh, the the external hype train uh really start getting uh moving because it's going to start the yeah. word of mouth the buzz is already like a lot of the cynical people that you had to woo over because of yeah. of all of the baggage that the uh, answer the call film carried um you know th- everybody wants to dunk on ghostbusters still i don't know why like it's there's that some some sort of something in the pop culture psyche is like oh god ghostbusters i can't wait to be you know cynical and and uh, <laughs> say something snarky about it yeah. i mean that's everything nowadays um but what this does is if they have confidence in the movie if uh, and and by they i mean sony and the filmmakers obviously um, they have been keeping it so closely guarded. I mean, in, in that quote that you said, Jason talked about the Easter egg hunt. He also said, we're trusting you because we have kept this movie so closely guarded, including the ending. And he's like, please don't spoil the ending of this movie to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, this is our gift to you because we've been holding on to this, knowing that, that we wanted this to play in, in theaters. And so, um, all we're asking in return is that you just don't go out there and, and put your entire like transcript, uh, write up of the movie, uh, on, on Reddit or something. Um, yeah. Which nobody in the industry would do anyway, again, because you don't, you like no. your job. I hope you like your job. Uh, you, we, you kind of blew past it and I really liked your point about, you really have to trust your movie. 
if you're going to give whoever's covering it for like variety two months to gather their thoughts and write their piece on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, totally. And, like, and, to, and an opportunity, cause they're going to get to go see it at a press screening again. So they're going to not only see it that first time, yeah, a couple months out, but they'll be able to go to when they actually start doing the press screenings, which are usually like the month before, you know, and so the, probably yeah. like September, October, you'd start the same, doing more press same screenings. Same goes for the, 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 you know, the lower level press that was there, like the bloggers and all that as well, because they're usually the fire and forget reviews, right? Like they see it yeah. at the very last second, they slap something together, yay or nay or whatever, and move on to like uh, they give come up with them their clever headline much. like bore busters, and then <laughs> yeah. they like ah job well, well you, done. <clears throat> yeah, click clickbait achieve to give them two months <laughs> to stew on your movie. Yeah. Ooh, that's a. Uh, that's, uh, that's a lot of trust in what you've made, well, which I and, love. Yeah, I love that. And I love it. It also reinforces to me that this is a movie that's made by by filmmakers who uh, love the craft, who love uh, everything about movie making, um, who who want you to dissect it and kind of pick it apart uh, on that level. So that, that means that the yeah. movie is very deep and, and uh, will will provide it. So you're right. That that also leads to another thing that I was thinking this is kind of brilliant in the sense that as we record this, we're on the precipice of hitting September. Uh, pumpkin spice latte smell is in the air already. Uh, John Yerkeba, it's like his most wonderful time of the year. That guy looks 10 times happier on Instagram now. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a great lead in to uh, September, going back to school. Everybody's going to start thinking about Halloween. Um, if the word of mouth and the grassroots campaign starts now, it gives you some wonderful buzz that kind of simmers and works its way to Halloween, where there's probably going to be another huge push of something. You know, uh, yeah. on top of the merch, there's probably going to be another like trailer. I don't. They're they're going to have to do something on Halloween, yeah. um, because then two weeks, a uh, week and a half, uh, after Halloween, you want people in theaters. Um, yeah. and, uh, you, you know, it's, uh, you, <laughs> I don't know the, the kindest way to put this, but you need to make sure that people know that it is worth their while to go into a movie theater because they are, there's a comfort level. There's, you know, I have not been to the movie theater myself. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm feeling pretty comfortable come November yeah. to do that. Uh, <clears throat> things are not looking so great, but that's another story. But yet you need to make sure that it's worth their while. You need to make sure that people know that they want to go see this movie, that it is, is something that is worth their time uh, to, to go see. And uh, yeah, it's going to take some time. Yeah. It's going to take a little time to do that. I think what I like too, is that this, I think that they went all in on showing people the movie because I think they really want, the trickle down effect. Yeah. If if they're embargoed and can't talk about it, that's fair enough. That's just how that works. <laughs> the flip side is, um, you know, that's going to be bloggers who are now suddenly thinking about this thing's going to be big. I'm going to make a big deal of mm -hmm. it when I do get to write about it. What else can I do around it? Like, especially if you're a blogger that belongs to a larger site, not just a single person thing, you know, uh, magazines and all that will now suddenly start going instead of just, you know, like a two page spread on the, the movie time to do that eight page spread or that half an issue thing covering all things Ghostbusters. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is going to be a big thing. It's going to be on the cover and we're just going to pack the, like, start working now. We got two months to start uh, putting, you know, uh, you know, the, the, 
that week's issue of Entertainment Weekly or whatever yeah. to bed and just fill it full of every ghostbustery goodness they can and like you said the the exhibitors now get to start like they're, they're like halloween at our place is gonna be super ghostbustery now or whatever right uh, the the funny thing was i was texting with craig as as all of this was going down um and uh i was like hey i mean totally appropriate to the yes have some uh uh mindset um th- 10 bucks says that the good buzz and everything that comes out of this uh, leads to exclusive, uh, you know, like sippy or not sippy, you know what I mean? Cups, uh, sippy cups are what my daughter uses. I'm sorry. I'm a dad and my brain's fried. (laughs) The Uh, special, the special topper theater, cups. the topper theater cups, the popcorn buckets, the, you know, all this, the, the cool exclusive stuff that you, you know, when, uh, when answer Uh, the call came out, we would all try to go get the buttons and the shirts and all that kind of stuff. Here's Cineplex. Um, uh, the big Cineplex multi-theater, uh, they tend to put uh, point-of-purchase uh, shelving. It, it, it acts twofold. It, 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 it's the last fencing to feed lines to the <laughs> snack counter. <laughs> right. And one half of it, you know, often it's usually where they put out, you know, big bags of candy. And you're like, yeah, mom, buy me this or whatever. They also tend to fill it with you know, movie related stuff that's going on right now. Like you, uh, remember all the stuff, uh, that Naoki in Japan has, uh, you know, yeah. those stores they have or whatever showing the store is filled uh, with Japan's got merch it for it. set, man. Like they've they got, got the got programs and the keychains, yeah. and they make it like you're going to a sporting event when you go to the Cineplex is not quite out. there, but they do kind of a loosey goosey version of it. If, if, you know, uh, finding Nemo or well, finding Dory or whatever. Oh boy. That's the, that's the reference I pulled. Great. Okay. <laughs> But they'll have like um, they quite often like buying in uh, Funko Pops that are related yeah, to whatever lunch boxes like, and stuff like that. Right, yeah. exactly. Like just that alone, it will be cool. Um, you and I should say we, we're talking about the toppers, but they somebody. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is as bad as leaks got for this thing. Somebody took a picture of a prototype <laughs> potential <laughs> Ecto One popcorn thing i don't even think it's a hundred percent like i'm looking yeah, at it going i think seems it's like pretty a prototype yeah so it, yeah, shout out to flick direct uh who on twitter has, i mean they were the the account that i was watching like a hawk because they were the yeah. ones that were uh, tweeting out all of the the updates and stuff from the the show floor but yeah they got this video of a, a popcorn tub uh, that <laughs> looks like the the latest Hasbro offering Ecto One. Like it's yeah. it, it's the the Afterlife Ecto all rusted out with the roof rack on it and and flashing lights, um, and it's it's a popcorn holder. It's one of those like it looks like the trays, you know, because it's it's the lengthy fifty uh, nine caddy and the whole top of the roof rack comes off and you fill that sucker up with popcorn. Oh, okay. See, I didn't see the video. I only saw the picture of it. Oh yeah, so and it's, I was it's trying video, to figure out how it worked. Check it out; it's uh, Flick Direct on on Twitter. Um, they've they've got a video, and it's like a turntable of it. Um, but yeah. uh, but but it's yeah. So so it's funny. I was telling this to Craig, and then lo and behold, you know, eight hours later, here's this account showing off a, a popcorn <laughs> holder, and I'm like, see, I knew it. I knew that this was <laughs> they had, they had this in mind. They even had prototypes made. They were ready. They want to sell these to all of the theaters. Um, yeah. So. So it, I, anyway, I mean, it's, it's great. We've gotten a half hour out of this. How do we do that? 
Um, uh, we're excited about it. I don't know. Very excited. I'm just so glad that the movie is out there. Uh, it also is kind of, I think you, Chris said, like, it seems to me that they're putting their foot in the sand, uh, that this is, that they're, they're firmly putting their foot down that this is the date. Like this is yeah. November 11th come hell or high water. You don't uh, roll the dice on showing off this movie two months out. If you think there's a serious risk, you're going to move gonna it another slip. year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that that's reassuring too. And it's, it's also just reassuring to hear people liking it after the last experience with a movie where it was just, <laughs> please, I just, I want to see it. Uh, can I see the movie before we start to shit on it? Um, <laughs> So it's, it's very fun, uh, to, to hear that. Um, now the, the flip side of all of this, and we kind of touched on it, but maybe we need to kind of dive into it a little bit more here is, uh, the worry of spoilers. We really did talk about how all of these people Mm -hmm. are being very mindful of it. Um, there is a possibility something will slip now, um, where, and and it will be completely harmless and totally unintentional where somebody out there is like, oh, this reminds me of that time that I saw The Phantom Menace and Qui-Gon died. And it was like, what? Qui-Gon dies in that movie? <laughs> uh, you know, there, there may yeah. come a time where you just need to go dark because now that people are aware of the movie, that means they're going to be asking more informed questions about the movie. So if, if you're reading mm-hmm. an Entertainment Weekly article and all of a sudden, um, the, the journalist says something to the effect of, you know, I really like the music in that part where, but tune out, that's where you got to like, Oh my God, slam the laptop shut. Because th- those are the things that are probably going to spoil you, um, uh, at, yeah. in some, some fashion. I think you're really going to have to seek out spoilers. Like if you're one of those people that needs to know everything about a movie before you see it, you probably will be able to find what you're looking for. Uh, if you dig deep enough, um, if you're one of those people like me that doesn't want to know anything about a movie before you go into it, you're probably going to be okay if you kind of start looking the other way and maybe stop going on the GB fans thread every day and lurking and maybe, you know, yeah. start cutting a few things back. You only have two months that you have to do this. So it's it's not too big of a sacrifice. Well, not only that, you can use technology to your advantage too. Because a couple people pointed out, like on Twitter, for example, you can put keyword filters in place. Yeah. So here's, here's the deal. You're like, you put in the word ghost filter out. Don't show me stuff with the word ghostbusters. It's impossible to talk about ghostbusters afterlife, afterlife spoilers without yeah. saying ghostbusters. And then if you're like, well, that's gonna, I want all the news that's not spoilers. No problem. You know, just go to GB, uh, HQ or go to proton charging or go to, uh, ghostbusters news or whatever, where, uh, or yes, have some as well. Any place that yeah. said we're not spoiling stuff. Yeah, great. We're, we're not <laughs> clamoring to be the first to tell you of something that happens because we've got the hot yeah. ex- exclusive we tip. Will yeah. be, the keyword thing will filter us out of your timeline, but just come to us yeah. direct for, for eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> manually find your way to our Twitter timeline. Just like the good old days. You got to go to a website, days. you type in the dubba dot and And then and then yeah, and then catch up and then walk yeah. away knowing that when you go back to your, your own timeline, it's gonna be, you know, your uncle complaining about uh COVID restrictions and whatever, <laughs> but there'll be no Ghostbusters there. So uh, or or self serving uh just listen to the cross rip. Uh because yeah. we've made a point of That's right. n- no leaks, no, no uh, big time spoilers. Leaks. Uh That's you know, true. If that means if, only eight times between uh well let's say nine times maybe between now and the movie coming out. 
just download it, listen, yeah. you caught up, away you put, go. Put us in your ear holes once a week, and, and <laughs> then you'll get your Ghostbusters fill. I, I will also say I'm thinking about pulling back just a little bit, too, because yeah. now knowing what I've learned from the last couple of movie cycles where um, it starts to just it starts to weigh on you, because the one thing that mm-hmm. I really noticed is that that cycle started with the CinemaCon uh, panel where it was like uh, everybody was really excited that the movie was being shown. We were all like, oh, my God, it is. That's so surprising. Uh, then there was the wave of people coming out of, of the theater of the, of the amphitheater saying, Oh my God, I loved it. It was so great. Um, and then there's always that, like the second wave that comes in, you know, like, uh, to make a surfing analogy where if, uh, one wave just wrecks you and you come up gasping for air, there's that wave right behind that hits you right in the face. And that's yeah. the one that like all the s- salt water goes up your nose and it's terrible. And, that is the the snarky, cynical. I gotta make a joke about everything. Wave. Um, yeah. And it usually, I think it just takes a little bit of time for everybody to come up with like, oh, this is gonna be the smart ass thing that I'm gonna say, and then it, it it takes it a beat for that to happen. And that's the one that really just starts to get tiring. Um, yeah. And and you don't want to do another two months of that. Like if you're feeling if you're feeling pretty good right now, if you uh, are hyped that there is a finished Ghostbusters three out in the world that people have seen, so you know it's real. It's not this enigma that will maybe never be seen again. <laughs> um, ride that wave uh, back to shore. Uh, d- don't don't bail. Don't try <laughs> to go out for another one. Uh, your set is over. Just go home. Don't risk getting hit by that other wave. Uh, Cause that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just, I don't want to engage with any of that this time around. I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't have the energy for that for one no. after two years of a pandemic and quarantine and all that jazz. But, um, but yeah, I'm just taking the learnings of 2016 and kind of uh, applying those. Don't hurt my buzz. Yeah. And so it, it makes me an ostrich putting my head in the sand. I understand. I know that there are negative opinions. I know that I should be more open and mindful to hearing both sides of the story. But um, just let me enjoy something for, for, for one brief fleeting moment. Just give me something because uh, we need it. Um, so uh, I don't know. What else can we say here about CinemaCon, Chris? I feel like that's we've, we've that kind of covered all the bases it. here. It's, uh, a, it's a, a regular occurrence <laughs> professionally you were trying to transition away no, i was trying to do something no, i just thought is? of something i know I, oh. I thought of something i wanted to go back to sorry okay go for it uh it i don't know why because i was thinking about ivan and jason being out on stage yeah and uh jason on his instagram in his instagram stories posted a photo of him uh, up on stage next with his dad in the background and, and ivan is just beaming you know smiling ear to ear and the caption underneath it said, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm so sorry. It was like, so great to watch this movie with an audience. By the way, my dad leaned in and gave me a note about halfway through. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I love the fact that the two of them were sitting there watching. Ivan decided he wanted to change something. <laughs> and wow. Jason probably had to be like, dad, dad, the movie's locked. We're done. Like, We're done. Uh, uh, please. Um, <laughs> well, everybody... Be sure then to commit the movie to memory in theaters and see if Ivan got his wish in the home video release. <laughs> That's true. I wonder if we can compare what people saw. This is going to be the ghost, the the Slimer uh, flying from the Statue of Liberty That's in right. Ghostbusters 2. There are going to be 200 people that say that they swear they saw something that That's none right. of us saw. Yeah. 
but, uh, but yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to step on you there. I just no, I no, thought that it, was hilarious. That, that's uh, hilarious. Still giving notes, Ivan, to, <laughs> to his son. Well, we actually, the worst part is that would be a beautiful uh, segue over to another Instagram thing. But uh, mostly, I, I was just trying to summarize. We covered it. It's, a, it's an industry event that always has a little bit of press there. Uh, professionally, it's not in their interest to leak stuff. Um, and as it is, there may be that one person out of the audience that does the math and decide it's worth it. Like they're going to get some big clicks. They think the short game than the long game, I guess there's always a chance of that, but you know, there are ways around that right now for a Um, short period of time. We've laid it out. So did you, you had mentioned something about this and it was something I hadn't seen. Mm. I knew that Ray Parker Jr. played on stage with, uh, Bobby Brown and the Backstreet Boys. I saw that on GB news, but did did Ray Parker Jr. show up in Vegas and play the after party at the uh, at at the no. Caesar's Palace? Okay, no, right. you're you're uh, combining conflating. You're more two than things. reasonably conflating conflating some things together. Uh, so what it is is <laughs> the all right. So imagine that the '90s boy bands were uh, an army in a war. Uh, all the guys who survived. <laughs> For, joined forces in Vegas to do like a one week run called uh, after the the you know after the party or something uh, like that. Okay, that's okay. That's what it was. So called. they had Got a very it. small okay. one week residency where Joey Fatone, uh, one of the guys from which one was he in? Was he well, in Boys to Men? Boys to Men, Boys and Backstreet Boys together, and yeah. yeah, and then so they they just do their hits and all that sort of thing, and as and I guess just part of the shtick is every night would be a slightly different show. Cause it, it, actually I'll be honest, it kind of looked cool because it wasn't just a stage where people came out and sang and performed. They had seats. It was almost like, um, nineties nostalgia revival, Graham Norton, where people just came, you know, like you could expect that out of the blue, Ray Parker jr. Will come up and yeah, he, he, he ripped it up on ghostbusters. Um, <clears throat> like five people that, you know, all of our wives had posters of uh, growing up, <laughs> uh, sang back up for him. And then, uh, in a completely missed opportunity, Bobby Brown came out and sang my prerogative with a ball. It's like, oh, Bobby, uh, really? Bobby. Well, <laughs> you were so close. You know. It was so close to a legendary evening. It was still a pretty good evening, I'm sure. But I'm like, oh, well, imagine. I was going to say, Kevin Kevin sent us that video at one point of Bobby Brown at the P&E uh, doing On Our Own. And he yeah. I don't he had a, he had some trouble with the lyrics. So maybe that's not still in his <laughs> maybe. wheelhouse uh, well, or his repertoire. We're all aware yeah. Bobby's, Bobby's had a rough. Uh, 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 couple of decades yeah, there and it, go it is, at it. Yeah. he's got a he's got a much deeper voice now and all that sort of thing. but it looked it looked like a hoot and yeah. frankly oh man i would uh, you know what even though bobby uh, didn't uh sing on our own what's the other one he could have sang the other one he never sings the other one um but anyways yeah it, it looked like that's a, it looked, okay but that that makes more sense because i was yes. wondering how ray parker jr was like uh, tra- traversing across Westeros uh, with lightning speed. I don't know how he was getting from <laughs> Vegas to uh, where this uh, concert was, where he was with the Backstreet Boys and stuff. So okay, well, so it, was, that, it was in Vegas. So oh, uh, well, see, there we go. Maybe it was. Go. That's uh, it, it, he could have. He could very well have been there as just part of the. We're going to be showing it. So come out. I don't know. It's a very it good out. question. I never. It never occurred to me. But yeah, as a convention it, w- it was being held in vegas wasn't it CinemaCon? yeah everything in vegas so um 
it all the go. nexus event begins in vegas uh so yeah. uh, i mean just to kind of put a cap on this uh sure. afterlife this is sort of the the beginning of the run um this is this where is you and i have to kind of home stretch uh, yeah uh we got to stretch out we got to uh get a snack uh because we're gonna be pretty busy here for the next couple of months um and speaking of being busy uh, uh october we know is Halloween season. We always love to do so much uh, in October. Um, Hasbro hit us with another surprise of uh, a PulseCon uh, that's going to include Ghostbusters this time. They've done a couple of PulseCons where there's no Ghostbusters uh, content. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this one, I would be willing to bet, will show us quite a bit more of the stuff that'll be out uh, in November, December for Afterlife and um, yep. maybe another exclusive or two. Yeah. Um, well, they've announced the... The they released the exclusives and Ghostbusters like for the PulseCon event and Ghostbusters isn't on it, but they have specifically said that Ghostbusters will be part of the the convention. Something. So, uh, get yeah. your get your hashtag put on stream ready. There you go. Um. So yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we'll we'll make sure to cover that. I'm very excited to see what they have uh, in store again because Hasbro now knowing that uh, the lead time on toys uh, is about two years. And they've had two years now, so uh, they can really do up uh, Afterlife really well. And mm. those, the Plasma Series Afterlife figures, oh my God, they're beautiful. Like, I, yeah. I told myself I was going to stop collecting the six inch figures and stuff like that because I just A, don't have money and B, don't have space. I got to get all of those because the sculpts <laughs> are so good. And uh, especially the people that are doing all of the great uh, uh, toy photography, you know, when you light those things, they look, they're like they look like hot toys. They look like perfect, uh, one-to-one replicas. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, very, very curious to see what uh, our friends at Hasbro have in store for us. Um, what else do we have here? It depends on where you want to jump to. Uh, uh we got a couple of YouTube things I, uh, that I can quickly clear up. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got on, on the YouTube front? Um, there's two, uh, after a, uh, a bit of a drought. I mean, I've heard of some of the groups, that like to make fan films and all that. We're getting back at it. Um, but I can't trying to think when the last one came out, it would have been a while. COVID well, was that, the animated too, yeah. one that just came out, uh, I don't know, four months ago. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, Ghostbusters Southside, which is it the Chicago Ghostbusters? What's the group? I'm guessing Southside of Chicago. Yeah. Southside Ghostbusters. Southside where? Let's see here. The wit written and produced by the Harold brothers and directed by lifelong Ghostbusters f- uh, fanatic, Patrick Lawrence Ghostbusters. So side is a fan made TV pilot set 30 years after Ghostbusters two in universe where the company has franchised and expanded across the globe. Um, so, um, I mean, that's pretty much par for a lot of fan films. Uh, of course the idea that your franchise is, uh, a spin-off of the original one but uh yeah the, they put a, a really nice uh teaser trailer uh, together uh, poster, uh, poster looks great yeah. um i'm looking forward to it. hopefully we'll see more of it soon when does it say when i don't think so no but anyways that's um that's uh the it's up on uh youtube just search Ghostbusters Southside teaser trailer. It's there. Uh, and the other one I was going to point out was, and just to keep us kind of timely, is uh, today somebody dropped the, did you see it? The, you may not have. Hmm. Uh, your dad. YouTube has been down all day today, for the oh. record. Yeah. Well, for At you, least here it has. Yeah. yeah. 
they cut the wires for you. What is productivity down in LA? What's going on? <laughs> the bosses said cut the YouTubes. I guess uh, somebody something. posted. Somebody posted a uh, the opening to real Ghostbusters. Uh, only they use movie footage for the first ah. movie, uh, which is kind of delightful. It works. interesting. Does it work? I don't don't know that you have all of the appropriate shots in there to make it work, but. Uh, Well, they did. I was wondering the same thing, but they did. uh, I mean, it's not one for one. So there are some artistic license decisions made, but like the beginning with, uh, you know, Stay Puffed and the ghosts, uh, they, you know, they, they, they took the Stay Puffed shots coming down uh, towards Columbus Circle, uh, the shot where the four guys, uh, you know, trap, stay puffed in the ghost. They go to the shot of the four guys on the temple rooftop. Like it uh, matches up uh, a lot better than you'd think. Oh, that's cool. I'll have it's to check delightful. That out. It was I, a I little, thought you were going to talk about the channeling spirits video. Sorry. Go, go no. ahead. Yeah. What's the channeling spirits video? Uh, well, they, they put out another one that I haven't had a chance to watch all the way through yet. Uh, that is how long can a proton beam stretch? Uh, and trying to hypothesize how far (laughs) it will run out, you know, kind of like how the, why does a lightsaber only go out and stop in a, in a certain way? I need to watch this now because this is one of been, been one of my favorite things because (laughs) physics wise, everything about the proton stream, uh, very, very shaky ground. You gotta, you gotta suspend a little bit of disbelief there with a whole lot of stuff that happens with the proton beams. In theory, you should, you should fire a proton beam and it goes to ground, uh, which it kind of does in the movie, right? Like when they're chasing uh, Slimer in the ballroom, you know, you can see it kind of, it's doing its wavy track along the ground and, or along the wall and then the ground and all that. Um, but I've always argued that, uh. (laughs) The only way these things would work, and then this suggests that proton streams can go quite a ways, is you can use lasers. They do a lot of that, actually. um, uh, I don't even know what the hell the test would be for, but you shine a laser, and then you release, you know, like uh, uh, the lightning energy or whatever. It'll follow the laser beam. Mm. There's something about the the excited light beam or whatever. It follows it. It becomes the path of least resistance compared to the surrounding... um, surrounding air uh okay yeah go, well, go uh, check gonna, it out because maybe that's, go again i out. haven't had a chance to completely watch Two it days but, uh, i completely missed this and i don't oh yeah you I gotta don't know why the, those the the channeling you know spirits what? videos are fantastic I'm in, here yeah. i'm gonna do it right now click subscribe do that subscribe button uh, <laughs> but yeah our, our shout out to everybody that's out there making stuff still uh doing yeah. doing doing the the best they can to keep uh keep the lights on um, yeah so uh thanks for listening to Castwire's youtube corner <laughs> don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals go, go, go stoppers i'm sorry we'll do it again we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a facebook page and twitter accounts Print is dead. no kidding just give me the address Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray.
always happy to make stupid musical noises for I them, so. love it. I love it. Um, well, Chris, what yeah. uh, what do you got in terms of, of final thoughts uh, this week? I, I feel um, like we've, we've hit a whole bunch of stuff here trying to just temper yeah. people and, and remember to love one another and treat each other well. But uh, what, I don't what have you have, got? I, I got two little ones. Um, wasn't really a big news item for the bulk of the thing, but I was going to... Forgot to ask before we started recording if you saw Jason's Instagram photo of uh, while filming where he uh, Jason being one of the few directors that still apparently sometimes will uh, lug a handheld around for stuff. Um, <laughs> but I was going to ask you because it seemed like the perfect Troy nerd out moment that you get like a fairly clear shot of this handheld rig that he's running around shooting with. Uh, well, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, let me pull that photo up because I was looking at that. I was I was more enamored by the fact that it, it is a very set up staged. Uh, here's Jason in the camera department because he's you even wearing his up? camera okay. department uh, photo. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, I think let's see, it's got the Panavision. Yeah, it's got the Panavision anamorphic on it. I think that's the the Ari that they've shot everything with. I mean, th- yeah. those cameras are so small and compact now that you can really. Yeah. It's not like the rig, um, if you guys have watched any of the behind the scenes for the Suicide Squad, it's like they've got this tiny little uh, like Bolex camera sized rig that they used for a lot of the, the shots in the new Suicide Squad movie. Really? But yeah, it, it, it's like if you're a director, um, any shot where you are either looking through the viewfinder of the camera or holding the camera uh, uh-huh. in particular, like those are all the, those are the bread and butter photos. Um, so I, I, I love that because he's out on the Alberta countryside and it looks very picturesque, but also yeah. it's just like, man, when you think about when you romanticize making movies, uh, that's what you picture. Like I'm yeah. just out in a field holding the camera, setting up my shot. Uh, that's not how it goes at all, but Keep, keep that in the back of your head. Well, having seen you uh, with a, a, a pandemic beard, um, what I'm wondering now, the, the follow, uh, follow-up question, Mr. Benjamin, <laughs> Chris Stewart, Proton Tragic, um, are Trent you going to transition away yes. from your, your Marty McFly cosplay to G- your Jason Reitman <laughs> director cosplay? Because I think ah, you could do it, man. You know... Jason, the thing about Jason is I am always just so damn envious of his hair. Yeah. Like I, I have the very like th- like thin uh uh like fine hair and he has like that awesome like yeah. uh the the quaff that I can never achieve no matter how hard I try. Well, um, but maybe, yeah, maybe I was like I kind of feel like we could be kindred spirits together. Yeah. If it makes you if it makes you feel any better, I got no hair, so I've always <laughs> I've always envied your hair. So there you go. The other thing is Jason, I have this gap like between the sideburn and the beard that that's <laughs> the whole pandemic I just been trying to fill that damn it's thing in. It's cosplay, but, spirit gum, man. Come I, on. Yeah, I know. It's got to be it's got to be screen accurate. If I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. It's got to be. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I got no other Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, like it's it's it is kind of fun to just sort of um, uh, Im- imprint myself upon, like uh, live vicariously through uh, Jason uh, through all right. of this because it's you know we're we're pretty similar in age. He's a little bit older than me, but um, yeah, it, it's kind of cool to see. Like that's that's the dream. Like you want to be out there shooting uh, with all of your friends a, a Ghostbusters movie. Um, yeah. Uh, for, for all of the reasons that the Southside Ghostbusters fan film probably exists, 
that's uh that's pretty awesome there you go yeah, it's um, a great photo when that's you and the I one start to get signed by the way one. print that one and get that one signed. sure uh you when you and i started recording flick direct posted some more pictures of the popcorn holder that's the yeah they said they were going to do that Ooh. um so see good. how it kind of like it flips up and that's where the popcorn goes, but it, yeah. you can put your snacks and your drinks or it that would make huge. a really good candy dish at Halloween. That thing's huge. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's for a family well, of four. Um, well, looking at the popcorn kernels, it's not quite as necessarily as big as I thought, but that's impressive compared yeah. to, let's put it this way. It's more impressive than a, than a bucket. Um, you know, the one thing we forgot to uh, mention, I guess I'll make it my final thought. I was going to talk about uh, the picture I sent you of my culling. My culling is uh, well underway. You are, you, I mean, boxes upon box, boxes and boxes. I that got was my Huel Hauser there. I got six boxes of stuff that uh, uh, does not bring me joy. It, it brings me a little joy, but not enough to hold on to. I'm going to find better homes for... Start selling it off. ...for yeah. these things. But um, rather than go on about that, um, the Calgary International Film Festival, and I'm, I've am i been trying to find out for sure whether it's virtual. It sounds like you can attend it virtually, because I can't imagine at this point. I think it has to be virtual, because I think Nathan be. lives here. So unless he's so flying out to Calgary for... That's yeah. probably... That's not going to happen then, but uh, so then to, to cover it... Uh, here we go. Calgary International Film Festival. Meet the editors behind Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, join us as we explore the inner workings of a team of accomplished editors tackling the challenge of cutting a film in a beloved series. Uh, now, the trick is, is it's only open to accredited industry only. And when you follow the link, they, the there's um, the requirements. There's, yeah. a, there's a student. There's one for accredited uh, industry, meaning you, for example. Could uh, probably apply to, to attend this thing. Uh, and then the other was for students. So, you know, uh, California School of, I don't know, rotoscoping. <laughs> I, what, what's the one that Film Lucas School, and USC? all that? Yeah, USC, yeah. that's the one. USC yeah. Film School, uh, Vancouver Film School here, things like that. They are uh, making, that. they're counting that as uh, accredited industry as well, that you are a, a an active student. Nice. Of filmmaking. Um, but yeah, let's see here. September 26th. So you got a bit of time. Hit the socials. The links are all there. Yeah. And it's Dana Globerman and Nate Orloff. Who Thank you. Da yeah. Yeah. Dana is uh, Jason Reitman's longtime editor, I think has been Dana on his last. Dana is uh, Reitman's favorite because she's done a handful for Ivan as well. Yeah. Uh, draft day and going quite a ways back and all that. Uh, yeah, and then Nate. Uh, I was looking at Nate's. I think I, I, it feels a lot like uh, she's the established editor and he must be... Like I haven't checked in the Internet Movie Database, but assistant editor or something like that. Yeah, they. I think he's credited on Afterlife as like additional editor. I forget what his okay. exact credit is. Um, right. But uh, it's not unheard of now where you have your your first assistant editor who also sometimes get additional editing credit. Um, there you go. Yeah. Because they're doing more than uh, just. And frankly, this will be the one to listen to because this will be the one where they're going to talk about the process from the, the lockdown perspective, the remote working mm -hmm. perspective that's always been there. And it's, you know, it's not unheard of that, you know, people are doing some edit, you know, on film location and then beaming it off and somebody else takes a whack at it. But, uh, 
this was the only time that there was no other options, right? Like it was only at the end that they were like, okay, we have to get certain people into a room together for a while to yeah to tighten this up so i would frankly love to hear uh, it's been interesting y'all it's been really weird and that's how mm. stuff i'm surprised that it took so long for something like the spider-man trailer to leak to be completely honest because <laughs> it's uh it's everybody's really doing their best uh, to keep things moving and, and keep uh, good things coming uh to, to everybody's eye holes but um, I, I i didn't yeah. see the leak and then i saw the one that they released because of cinemacon and boy oh boy yeah, that's a fun one. That's a fun I'm trailer. Pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Deadline to apply Friday, September seventeenth. Regular industry pass, one hundred and ninety-five bucks. And this is the Calgary International Film Fest, so that's in Canadian dollars. <laughs> uh, so it's even cheaper for you Americans so out there. Little, uh, not too much anymore. Yeah. Student industry pass, ninety-five bucks, and all you need is a valid student ID. Sweet. Limited space available. Exclusive in-person and virtual access to... In- yeah, that's it. So it is going to be uh, virtual programming. Nice. Uh, so go, yeah, check that out uh, at the Calgary International Film Festival uh, website. Or we'll post it in our socials and, and our show yeah. notes. You can grab it there. There you go. But, uh, C-I-F-F-Calgary.ca. I'll tell you everything you need. To yeah. Know, so. Love it. Um, well... There it is, everybody. Thanks for joining another CrossRip. Uh, as our number one review on iTunes says, we're better than a bucket. And uh, <laughs> we're damn proud of it. <laughs> but uh, until next week, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.